Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Eardial, the invisible earplug specially designed for live music. If you go to concerts or festivals, you need to protect your hearing. The sound level at most music venues can cause ringing in your ears and hearing loss. With Eardial, you will still hear the music at full fidelity, but at a safe level. They're very discreet and no one will realise you're wearing them. With the app included, you can know the sound level around you and how long you can stay safely at that level. With their compact case, you can have them in your keychain at all times with you. And from now until the end of September 2019, Guitar Nerds listeners can receive a 20% discount on all Eardial earplugs. Just follow the link in the description of this podcast episode or visit eardial.com forward slash guitar nerds. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Orange Amplifiers and their Tremlord 30 guitar app. A very orange take on a classic, cool 1950s amplifier. It's a 30-watt 112 all-valve guitar combo with two foot-switchable valve-driven tremolo speeds and two-spring reverb tank. Everything you need to deliver high-quality, vintage-inspired, boutique-esque tones in the near-indestructible chassis of an orange amplifier. Harking back to tremolos made famous in the 50s, the 12AX7 valve-powered tremolo oozes versatility and depth. With crystal clear clarity and buckets of headroom, the orange tremolo 30 is the latest in Orange's run of meticulously designed pin-drop perfect amplifiers. Visit orangeamps.com forward slash tremlord for a detailed overview, sound samples and links to dealers worldwide. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the 234th episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hi, Joe. And from the Get Offset Podcast, Emily Harris. I'm just so proud to be here. Yeah, for the first time ever. That's right. The second, the second <laughs> episode in a, in, a, in a row that, we were, that we're having uh, hosts from other podcasts. Yeah, is, and uh, Pacific Northwesterners at that. Is it? I, I, I'm not very good at geography. I'd say it's my my worst subject. Actually, we've been we've been doing another series of Friday podcasts where it's that they, they seem to all be with pedal builders 
in the States and they're all in different parts and I'm finding it really hard to organize times because I don't understand time zones. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. But yes, thank you so much for, um, for coming on the, on the podcast with me and Jay. Yeah, thanks um, for having it's, me. It's great to have you on board. But yes, we've got Jay Cross back as well. You're back from Philadelphia as well, Jay. In fact, you're fresh off of a plane. Yeah, I got off a plane about... I, I, what time is it now? Five o'clock. I got off a plane about seven hours ago and had a two-hour drive home from the airport and then realised we didn't have any groceries, so I had to go shopping. And uh, I don't know whether up is down or left is right at the moment. I'm... I'm probably gonna take a bit of a back seat here but i will be here both in spirit uh actually that's it i'll just be here in spirit so yeah, that's okay yeah. that's yeah. that's that's fine well thank you for coming on board because of course when we're, we're matt nightless this week it was uh too much for matt doing two two, two in a row podcasts Goodness last no. week how yeah. was how was last week uh, I, last... I, obviously i didn't listen no oh, last week was fantastic it was uh, it was me um matt knight and blake uh from the tone mob and yep. uh, yeah we we did uh did he um, put you to shame with his professionalism and uh, knowledge, Blake was very professional. Yeah, actually, w- one of my favourite things was when. Um, so something we we actually just did with Emily now, which is we before we start recording, we share the show notes. We talk about what we're going to talk about, and uh, I did this last week with Blake, and uh, and Blake was like, "Wow, I, we we've never been this organised. Normally, you know, we're about to start the podcast, and we're like, oh." I, what, what should we talk about this week? So I was like, oh, good. That made me feel professional. I mean, that's uh, what we—that's what we used to be like. And then we just sort of uh, got too sick of each other to be able yeah. to handle any level of spontaneity. So yeah, everything has to be completely scripted. That is—that is almost uh, yes. That is absolutely true. But <laughs> why, anyway, do you think, we... why do you think there's only ever two two of us on at any one time anymore? <laughs> well, I really like that Mark Packham has actually had to give himself a month off just uh, just to kind of. Uh, you know, to, to step away from us a little bit. Just to well, recuperate. He just likes quitting the podcast every now and again. He thinks it's more dramatic when he comes back. Yeah. Let's say, is it like a Fleetwood Mac situation? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He loves it. He loves it because, yeah, you know, I, he's the he's he's the daddy, you know, so he, he just likes to likes to mix things up by uh, by quitting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it is. Anyway, we should talk about some guitar stuff. Yeah. Um, and and as we've got uh, Emily on here as a, the you know the first time we've we've had you on the podcast, we should talk about uh, we should talk about your guitars and and guitars that you like. So we should start with talking about your um, your guitar collection. Now, first of all, I, I actually I think I discovered Get Offset podcast by seeing um, Tuna Tone guitars and seeing yeah. that you've done a thing with Tuna Tone guitars, and that was my first uh, discovery of 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 Get Offset. So. Um, and, and and of course, Sunatone guitars, absolutely, an absolutely incredible sort of modern retro, super over the top, simple um, guitar. And mm-hmm. you've got one. I do. I have the sixth uh, Tunatone ever made, uh, which is which is kind of stunning. I think a bit of lucky timing on my part. I I'd gone up to the Vancouver uh, Guitar Festival um, on a, an assignment from the Fretboard Journal. Because I'd seen Layla's stuff on Instagram, I knew she was kind of a new builder, but it looked like she'd had a lot of woodworking experience. So I go up and I'm you know, doing an interview with her and I you know, pick up her guitar and I play it. I'm like, I, how much are these? I'm putting an order in today. Like, let me figure out how to get you that deposit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty, it was pretty quick um, because, man, she just, 
she knows how to like just the little details and things it's it's amazing like if you look at the back of the neck and that's all hand carved yeah and uh a lot of the brass the the uh the the bridge the bridge is incredible because the bridge is like a one piece it's one piece of brass that drops in perfectly Mm -hmm. seamlessly into the into the body and then the adjustment is is on the back for the bridge, it's on the it? back it's for the height and uh you know i've adjusted it a few times and it's so easy um to do but it's just like an acoustic bridge and yeah. which makes sense because she learned from dion james and he's an acclaimed acoustic builder of course yeah um, and it's it's so funny because the, those tuna tone guitars they look so simple um mm-hmm. They look like there's not much to them, you know, when you see photos. But actually, up close, it seems to be that there's there's tons of attention to detail on the instruments. Yes, just truly a lot of attention to detail. At one point, Layla told me which specific guitar she was most inspired by. But it was very much the old guitars from the 60s that were being made in Japan and stuff like that. And she's taken that kind of aesthetic, not just in her design, but in her building process. So uh, back then, they were kind of limited by the resources that they had. So she tries to limit herself to kind of local resources, um, locally sourcing parts wherever possible, and uh, really focuses on sustainable woods. Wow, that's 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 super cool. And of course, she she only does. So you got the what's the name of the model? It's the uh, teeny tuna. The teeny tuna. That's yeah. it. Because it's the teeny tuna and the baratuna. Those oh. are the 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 two essentially. Oh, baratuna. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. which I would definitely get, and and you of course got it, it's a it's a satin finish, right? Mm-hmm. So I got a satin finish. She has she sends them out to Vancouver, uh, guitar finishing for that part. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They, so they... what is that because uh, she doesn't have the facilities to do that within the workshop? Because I mean the pictures that she puts up on Instagram, it all like her workshop looks like um, suspiciously clean. And like <laughs> deceptively, uh, kind of, you know, you like I've been to a bunch of kind of you know large guitar factories and stuff, and there's just stuff everywhere. But whenever she puts up pictures of hers, it's like everything's so immaculately put together and mm-hmm. like very tidy. And I guess you know having kind of a a finishing booth would kind of ruin that a little bit. So I'm sure it's just for the photos, but uh, (laughs) she tells me that they keep a pretty strict cleaning schedule. Yeah, She shares that shop with uh, two other, at least two other people. And they're both acoustic. um, Mm -hmm. Adam, Adam Turley and Dion James. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. And, uh, and, and that the, the teeny tuna just has one, one pickup kind of neck position it's yeah it's not quite neck position but sort of kind of neck position yeah i'd call it neck position it's um a roadhouse single coil but it's in the humbucker routing it's a split blade single coil so the top three are rounds are wound separately from the bottom three and i don't know if it's just my brain that's thinking that that's bucks a little bit of the hum but it does it's not a noisy guitar at all like i'm i i'm so impressed by it just constantly every time i play it it's it's an unusual thing as well because if you get one pickup guitar, it's almost you know it's ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be a bridge mounted pickup. Exactly. Um, so how how do you find sort of the I guess the the lack of versatility with by having just a neck pickup? Um, I don't really find any lack of versatility. It's just it's kind of like um, how a clean amp is a, a great platform for a lot of other things. It kind of reminds me of that. Like it can it can bite and it can get mean and nasty, especially if I put the right effects um, behind it. But uh, I haven't. I mean, 
for what I play, which is I play everything from it really depends on who books me. I play everything from country to indie pop to butt rock and uh, Americana kind of stuff. And uh, like that guitar, the, the only reason I wouldn't play that guitar is if I needed a vibrato system. Right. Okay. Oh, that's so it's, it's super versatile. I mean, I, we all love single pickup guitars anyway. It's just I don't think I'd ever think of doing that. I don't think I'd ever if I only had to have one pickup, I'd want to have the the bridge pickup rather well, than see, the neck. I don't. I rarely use the bridge pickup on a guitar. I'm very much neck middle kind of right. gal. So cool. it kind of uh, worked really well for me, and also cool. it weighs like six pounds. Really? Wow! Oh, that's, really? Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's kind of what you want. That's kind of what you. I've got so into like SGs recently, and I'm 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 loving sort of the throw around lack of weight that comes with the that comes with that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But oh, you yeah. get that from that's kind of a thing, isn't it? Of like old those old, especially sort of Japanese um, sort of seventies guitars. That's kind of the thing. That sort of Tysco. Every everything was very lightweight and very throw around, and that's kind of the appeal of these sort of. Uh, um, certainly the old seventies Japanese guitars, where they were all a bit more, they were they were cheaper. They were the sort of things that you could mod mm-hmm. or do whatever you want with, and you could throw it around. And I think having that sort of lightweight thing, you know, it it it, it feels like that to me. Yeah, I mean, and I like, uh, I'm not the smallest lady in the world. But I'm a little bit smaller, so it's a smaller guitar. It's lighter weight because I just don't have that that strength. But also, like, I don't know why anybody would want to play a ten pound guitar, like, or a twelve pound guitar, something that's very very heavy. Like, and I think about the way I was playing a lot of gigs this summer. It was, I would go in to the venue at noon. I'd have the set list the night before. I'd run through the charts with the band, and then we'd play two shows that night. We'd be done at like 1130. Like, I needed a guitar that I could wear for, you know, 12 hours divided. Wow. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of the problem with, with anything heavyweight. Like, uh, when uh, there was a, there was a point in time where one orderette was playing a, I think it was an old Ibanez Roadster bass, and it was it was a sort of ten pound ash thing, and that's when he started getting the uh, the double shouldered um, Strap. straps yeah. that go over. I kind of think they look cool. I kind of think I would like to do that, but then I, w- I would also like to be able to lift my guitar at some point in the air, and you can't do that. With a <laughs> one, so that'd be a problem. Now, one of the other guitars you've got, actually, probably your most recent acquisition, um, you you put out it as a as a video review, which is something that you're now doing with Get Offset. You've started your own YouTube video reviews, and yeah. uh, and the guitar that you you've led that with, I guess, is um, the Squire. Classic Vibe series. Um, Starcaster. Starcaster. There we go. Yeah. yeah got there in the end. Oh, really? You got one? Yeah, I got one. I Very I cool. don't know if the store kind of jumped the gun on selling them because I haven't seen like any of them out in the wild. Mm-hmm. But I messaged him like, is this in stock? Like, will this ship tomorrow? They're like, yeah. So Reverb had their uh, um, like Labor Day sale and I had like a gift card. So I think I, I spent like 250 bucks on it. Nice. Uh, how can I say no? But the thing is, I needed a guitar I could leave in my practice space and not be like gutted if something happened to it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and now I've fallen in love with this friggin' Starcaster, so... I can't uh, believe how good it looks. I can't it believe looks how so good. The, the, 
it, it looks like a guitar that should be way, way more money. It oh, just, yeah. Just aesthetically. And especially you went for the one. What's the finish? It's like a brown. Walnut. Walnut, Walnut finish. Yeah. Oh, it looks incredible because it's so glossy as well. It was so such a... glossy. No imperfections that I could see in the finish. No weird spacing with the nut or anything like that. Like the um, the the players series or whatever. Uh I know that that uh, factory in Mexico had some issues with just like a quality control. This is a really nice guitar. Stays in tune really well. I think the pickups take uh, dirt especially well. They're they're fine clean, but I think when when I when I put when I uh, put my hot cake on my hot my crowd their hot cake, uh, I think it just sounds so good. And I again, it's maybe seven or eight pounds. Really? Is it? Oh, I always thought so Starcasters were super heavy. Yeah, I think the center block must be balsa wood or something uh, lightweight because normally that's like where the, the weight I would think would come from on uh, a semi-hollow guitar. And it's not oh, a Bigsby or anything. Like there's no major uh, hardware on there. It's just kind of like a Gibson-esque stop tailpiece. Yeah. Well, definitely, certainly when the, uh, the Mexican... Uh, was it Player Series, Jake? No, what was the... It what was the, the series? series? The, the the old Starcaster. Yeah, the, the Fender Starcasters. The, well, there was. I think were they in the modern player or were they in the modern po- player? They might yeah, have that's been the it. pawn shop. I, no, it's definitely modern player because it came out alongside the other hollow body Fender. What's it the called? The Coronado. Coronado. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I think it, it was came... modern player. Yeah, because there was there was some weird pawn shop stuff that came out around the same time, like the Offset Special. Um, yeah. I have one of those. <laughs> oh, do you? Have you what? I have the pink one. You got it in pink. Awesome. That guitar yeah. was so bloody weird. Like we were, we were still working. Yeah. Um, we were still working at a shop when that came out, and I just, I just didn't understand what it was. I didn't understand what it was. What the point was? Like I didn't understand what you were supposed to do with it or where it came from. But it was wicked. Absolutely fantastic. So it's such a cool guitar. It's so comfortable. It's got those weird like humbuckers in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't remember how that they're they're sort of large, like white humbuckers, but with the with the chrome pole pieces in them. They, they look odd. It's a stacked humbucker, so uh, like if you were to put the, take those out of another guitar, take those out of that guitar and put them in another guitar, you'd have to route more depth. Right. But that's how that worked. I ended up switching them out for um, my buddy Curtis Lamberton from Lamberton Pickups. Uh, he makes uh, an actual like. PAF style humbucker in a jazz master routing. So I just, I swapped those out. Um, but I, I liked them just fine. I just was wanted something Just mix different. it up. Yeah. Yeah. Really, so let's talk about the, really sorry. No, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Let's say, let's talk about the, uh, the, the rest of your collection then. So we've got the offset special, yes. the Starcaster, Yes. And the uh, and the tuna tone teeny tuna. We're we're kind of following quite a similar angle of, <laughs> of of sort of retro guitars here. Yeah, I have a I have, a, I have two jazz masters. Um, I think it was twenty sixteen. Fender came out with that magnificent seven line. So I have the white jazz master with the reduced uh, controls and a big speed. And a big speed, yeah. Okay. I love that thing. Yeah. It's got a nice satin finish on the neck. It was the first guitar I've ever had that had a satin finish on the neck. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can go back to glossy finishes on necks. <laughs> I see. Really? I, I feel the same. Joe, you really like the gloss finish, don't you? I love glossy stuff, I, but I but I really like my old stuff to be old stuff. Like it, I right. need to have I need to have all the imperfections. The bridge mm-hmm. needs to not work properly as well. Oh. Like, you know, I, I like all those things. Um, but but yeah, I understand the the appeal of a satin neck. I just uh, you know, 
Jimi Hendrix didn't need a satin neck. Oh well, you uh, know. yeah. Well, um, I'm he not didn't need Jimi- Google either, but we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I'm not Jimi Hendrix, so yeah, like, neither am I. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Like, <laughs> so what was the what was the other jazz master you got? So you got that one. That and that. What was the reduced controls? Is this the same as the? Um, it just doesn't have the rhythm the circuit. Johnny Marr. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I have the uh, 62 AVRI Jazz Master in black. And I'm sorry to tell you, I uh, swapped out the bridge for a mastery. Oh, yeah. Oh. Nice. That is super cool. Yeah. yeah. The, um, Fidelity guitars over here, over in the UK, who we bang on about all the time, essentially use mastery bridges on on everything. And mm-hmm. uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't care about... Um, uh, bridges like that until i played fidelity guitars and obviously yes mastery bridges yes. are i never fun. thought about bridges until i got that 62 avri and i'm like well i'm kind of tired of uh the buzzing and the strings jumping and it's not i'm not a hard player so i'm i don't really understand why that was happening but uh the mastery makes a big difference the only thing about the mastery is that it's, it does sync sometimes so you got to keep that allen wrench handy yeah, those were. I mean, the the problem with all of those sixty two reissues, well, the, all of those American vintage reissues was they were proper like vintage correct. So the sixty two mm-hmm. and the sixty five was the same. Just like basically, again, when when I was working in a shop, whenever anyone bought one of those, we always had Mustang bridges handy to just be like, "Do you want me to swap this out for you now?" Because you will want to do it eventually, and uh, yeah. and it would you know it's. I've never really understood that kind of classic 60s Jazzmaster Jaguar bridge. I don't understand kind of who really uses it. I'm sure that there will be people who will uh, write in and say, you're an idiot, which is fine. I am an idiot. I mean, but... I'm sure it was great when they shipped with 12s. And the yeah, that's wound. true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, just a little bit more pressure on there. Just keep, a li- yeah, a little bit more tension, keeping everything oh, down. Well. But... <gasps> just a little bit more just pressure. A, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but like... I. Just in this day and age, um, you know, they're vintage correct. It is what it is. I, I understand it. But, yeah, I mean, whenever I sold one of those, we always recommend you swap it out for a Mustang bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the easy swap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And affordable. Economical. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, <laughs> also, the shop that we worked in weren't a mastery dealer, so we didn't have much choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so... Is there any? Are there any guitars that you own that aren't offsets? Um, well, the tuna tone's not an offset. Well, I guess I guess the tuna tone isn't. Yeah. Um, I have no. I think that the tenor guitars are both offsets. Um, the tenor even, guitars. Yeah, I have uh, two tenor guitars by Eastwood: the Warren Ellis and the <sighs> um, Astrojet. Yes, the Warren the Warren Ellis um, uh, East Eastwood is is an is a fantastic little tenor guitar. What a cool thing to have a, like a Mustang, but, uh, you know, on right. a, what, what finish did you go for? Uh, they sent me cherry. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. With the black which, scratch plate on the cherry one. Yeah. Which I'm really glad they sent me the cherry cause it's, it's really beautiful. I did some videos for them a while back and I'm going to do a little bit more content for them coming up, but I did some, some tutorials about, you know, how to play. Here's five songs for all skill levels that you can learn on a tenor guitar. So, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's that cool. was obviously fun. Warren Ellis just uses it as a noise machine, essentially. But it's uh, yeah. Um, but but tenor guitars are a fantastic uh, instrument for for just making weird. They're a fantastic platform to just run a a ton of pedals 
through yeah. as well. I mean, I would have no idea how to play one conventionally. I'll, I'll have to actually watch your, your just, videos on. It's on just the top. It's just the top three, the top four strings on a guitar, though, isn't it? Like standard uh, tuning. It depends on who you talk to. You can okay. tune it any way you like. <laughs> I have one tuned like the top four strings on a guitar, and I have one that's tuned in fifths like a mandolin, like an okay. octave mandolin. Yes. Okay. Um, and there are people who will tell you if it's not tuned in fifths, it's not a tenor guitar, and they're rude people, and no one should ever listen to them. Because <laughs> that's I my think that I will, was, that's a hill I will die on. That was, <laughs> I think that was my first introduction to them was the Epiphone Mando Bird. Because uh, they were, was it the Ma- Mando Bird or Mando? Yeah, Mando Bird. I'm sure that's what it was. Was was tuned like that. But again, we just kind of just got everyone to tune it like a standard guitar. And um, yeah, they they were they were really popular. I don't know why they discontinued those. It was really weird. Because huh. I mean, I guess maybe everyone who wanted one bought one, and then they didn't have any any left. Because I mean, it was it's quite an esoteric uh, tenor. You know that in a uh, in a in a uh, explorer shape, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty full on. That's pretty cool. I kind of want one now, but uh... no, F- not explorer. Fen- sorry, Firebird, of course. Firebird, yeah. yeah. yeah Fender yeah. have thrown their hat Fire into the roots. tenor guitar ring this year as well, Jay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's part of the um, alternate reality or parallel universe. Yeah. Alternate reality. Similar. Yeah, it's part of the alternate reality um, series. There's, uh, yeah, the tenor guitars there. Um, I have I got to spend about five minutes with them at Nam, uh, mm. and that that was literally it. And it, they're really weird. They're really really weird. But they just they just look like a proper Telecaster. They're wicked. They're very yeah. very cool. But yeah, aren't they like a weird. chunk of money? They're quite premium price point. No, right? they're like five hundred bucks. Yeah, like four hundred oh, really? quid. Oh. Yeah, it's, oh fine. It's not it's not crazy money. No, I think they're they're cheaper than the uh, Eastwoods. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess yeah. The Eastwoods were because the the Eastwood added a uh, a bass this year as well to a proper four string. Yeah, bass. the Warren Ellis bass. I really. It's liked so little it. and cute. I liked that a lot. I liked it almost more than the the Fender Mustang basses. Well, so my, the, those are cheaper. So I. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was kind of the thing. That was I was like, wow. I would definitely. I would get one of these Eastwood Warren the the sort of Warren Ellis bass thing because it's really cool. But I would mm-hmm. get it because I like Mustang basses, and because yeah. the price point ended up being slightly more than Fender were actually making Mustangs for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's up, kind of a, a a weird thing on their end. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll go into their clearance sometime. But uh, <laughs> no, I desperately want to try the Fender tenor. Desperately. Yeah. 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 yeah they they, they cool. are very very cool. They were they were pretty limited. I think I can't remember exactly. To be honest with you, I think all of that parallel um, alternate reality stuff was all fairly limited because I know that loads of people wanted the meteoras. Um, but mm-hmm. th- though those tenors have been yeah super popular, super cool. So yeah. we've got we've got in in your collection so far we've got two tenors, two jazz masters, mm-hmm. the yeah. tuna tone, mm-hmm. um, the offset the, special, the offset special, and the uh, starcaster. Yeah, I have a uh, so okay now my non offsets. I have a Gibson ES one thirty five. Oh, that's very cool. That's yeah, very I got that cool. one in high school. Yeah, I got that one in high school, and I, I I wish I I should play it. I should play it more than I do. Um, and then I have a, uh, gosh, Harvey Benson, Harley Benson, Harley Benson. Yeah. Harley Benton. 
Harley Benton, their version of like the Prince Telecaster, and I uh, put a, a more Prince esque scratch plate on it. I did a water slide decal that looks more like a, uh, the the traditional um, Mad Cat kind of logo and stuff. So that was the first work guitar I put some work in on. Oh, that's cool. And it it weighs so much. <laughs> it sounds pretty good for like 185 bucks shipped. To America? Yeah. Is that, I was going to say, so do you, presumably you had to buy that from Toman and have it shipped because... It was like $85 shipping maybe. Okay, rate. that doesn't actually seem too bad to be honest with you. No, I mean I shipped a guitar to Canada um, to a friend uh, this year and I paid 100 bucks to ship it to him. So. You could have just driven, mate. <laughs> He's in um, Ontario, yeah, which sun, is on sunny the over, other side. Sunny over the border, isn't it? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just it's just like ten hours into Canada yeah, and like thirty six yeah. hours thirty six hours uh, <laughs> Round east. Trip. I I think y'all forget how big America is. <laughs> <laughs> so so what is what's your favorite guitar in in your guitar collection? Uh, tuna tone. Really, right, mm-hmm, straight up. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm just and gonna pick it up every time. When how long ago did when did you buy that? You've owned that for what a year? I Less? ordered it about a year ago. I got it back in June. Right. Okay. Oh, that's yes. very cool. That's very cool. So the and and also the the um the one three five an ES one three five is incredibly uh, rare. Like I never see one three fives around. I it's can't even dis- remember. They, yeah, that's because they discontinued them and started making the one three seven. Right. Or something like that. Yeah, I can't. Jay, I can't even remember us ever having a one three five in the shop. Uh, like in the entire time I was there. No, I think we had. Like two seven fives and one three sevens, uh, but yeah, I I can't remember the last time that they. I, I mean, I'm sure somewhere the one three five is still in the catalog, but you know whether they actually ever make them is is another thing. So that because that's just that's like the one. Is the one seven five body skinny. shape that's yeah. thin, mm-hmm. like thinner, right? Is that yeah. is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's just super thin, but it's a one seven five. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they're very cool, very very cool guitars. Yeah. Um, it's it's early 2000s it was made in the memphis factory i need to look up the year because i need to do i need to do another accounting of my guitars with the serial numbers and everything right that's cool yeah i really need to do that i was thinking that the other day there's so much stuff there like a week-long job for you yeah yeah at the at the least yeah but yeah i I will eventually do that i realized you know that i I haven't updated mine in ages and so i've got like there's stuff on i'm paying insurance on guitars i don't own anymore but (laughs) i I really need to (laughs) yeah Yeah, i really i really need to uh, i really need to switch that up so so what about the rest of your rig uh, Unless sorry, there any other you, guitars just before you jump into that there was one (laughs) other thing that i wanted to ask you emily what about the equits Oh, the Ainsley by Kevin Equitz. Yeah, yeah. Have, have so he and saw, I designed you, that together. Yes. Have you got one of those? No, there's only the one prototype, and that's sort of making the rounds. Right. I know Molly, okay. Molly Miller from Jason Mraz's band had it for a while, and I think she's uh, loaned it now to somebody else. But uh, that's when that makes it back to Kevin, he's going to make some adjustments and, and ship it back to me for another round of, uh, you know, videos and etc i mean so i, I don't I know think about this guitar yeah i think it's a really good story if you, if you don't mind kind of elaborating on, yeah. on how it all came about 
Yeah, I don't know how you know about this, but neat. Uh, <laughs> so I, gosh, I just, I feel like there was like one week in a bunch of gear groups where a bunch of dudes were talking about like, what would be the best guitar for a woman, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it was, they were trying, they were thinking about it. And uh, I was kind of just given my thoughts on, you know, what I think would work well for, you know, a lot of women, things like. Maybe a smaller body shape. I think the offset shapes are more comfortable. Something that doesn't have a big horn at the top that, you know, impedes your body. Um, things like that. So then Kevin reached out to me and he'd been thinking about it because he feel like he didn't want to make a guitar for women, but he wanted to make a guitar that would be maybe more comfortable for everybody. Uh, so sort of a more inclusive type of design. I mean, he has a daughter who has just started playing bass uh, when we first started talking, and he was pretty aghast at the lack of options for her. So he and I just kind of were brainstorming, talking, figuring things out, uh, came up with a design. He built it really quickly, and uh, he sent it my way last winter for a few months, and it's a dream. It's dreamy. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, uh, it's an offset, obviously. Uh, has pretty good fret access, which I like, and um, is pretty lightweight. Has a nice little tummy cut, a good arm relief, and it's just a really comfortable guitar. I think anybody would like it. It's not too small, so I don't think that even a bigger guy would feel like it was a toy. What so scale length nice. was it? A Fender scale. Okay. Was that twenty five and a half? Yeah. I mean, the thing about um, guitar scales is, I think nut width is more important when it comes to smaller hands. That's kind of my take on it. And from a lot of the the other women I've talked to with small hands, will tell you the same thing. Like a shorter nut width is kind of more important than a shorter scale. That's really interesting, right. actually, because I think yeah, you do tend to find just people adjusting the scale length for people who may you know traditionally be smaller like even like you kind of look at like kids guitars it's always oh yeah we'll Mm -hmm. just make it shorter like kind of completely ignoring the fact that as soon as you reduce the scale length beyond a certain point the guitar becomes like borderline unplayable you know just yes especially if you're not shrinking it the other way also yeah yeah absolutely absolutely This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their brand new Ruby Alnico guitar speaker. Purpose built to create rich, beautiful vintage tones, the Ruby oozes a richly musical warmth with mellow highs and a smooth, sophisticated mid-range that always seems to sound just right. The classic Alnico speaker shape and lush, deep red colour ensures Ruby really looks the part in your cab and guarantees that no one could possibly mistake this remarkable new guitar speaker's family history. Check out Celestian's new Ruby at retailers including Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebelaud in Spain, plus Gear for Music, Toman and The Back Shop. And in the USA you can buy through retailers like Sweetwater, Musicians Friends, AMS, Pass Express, Loudspeakers Plus and of course Amazon. And for more details, check out Celestian.com. So no, that's that's really cool. I mean, I I um I heard the podcast that you did with um with Adam 
uh, on the Let, oh. Let Him Hear podcast last year. I so, love Adam. Uh, yeah, he's really cool. In fact, because he, he's in PA, and I was only mm-hmm. like an hour or so from him last week, and I really wanted to try and hook up with him, but I just I just didn't end up having the time. So, right. uh, but the, we've said I think the last three times we I've been in PA, I've been like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll hook up, and then just like just haven't been able to. So yeah, so I didn't even reach out this time because I knew that. I wouldn't be able to. So, um, but uh, yeah, because I, I, so I made a point of going and checking out the Equits stuff at NAM, and I, I had a go on a couple of his guitars, and because uh, obviously there's no distribution for them over here, and uh, mm. I, I thought they were fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I really liked the bass that he had as well. Oh um, yeah, that's that's cool. I, I think can't yeah. Remember the name of but what was the what was the bass? Because I don't actually know this brand, so I, I like. It, it, any description is <laughs> is helpful. So Equits guitar, e- Equits Equits. I don't know how we pronounce uh, it. I say, I say Equits. Equits. E Q U I T something Z. Uh, yeah, just yeah, is it? Yeah, and uh, it's the which one is? It? Oh, it's not on his website anymore. The bass, but the bass was really cool. I think you'd be really mm-hmm. into these guitars, Joe. There's there's uh, so there's three models on the on the site at the moment: the Ashford, the Devera, and the Rayburn, and they're all like pretty different. Uh, the Rayburn is probably the most kind of uh, guitar nerds friendly. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the other two are probably more what you're like, Joe. Um, you know, being the contrarian that you are. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the Rayburn. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think I tried the Rayburn while I was at him. I can't remember now, to be honest with you. But yeah, I like I got a chance to have a chat with Kevin, and he seemed he, like he's a really, really nice guy. Um, the the guitars are fantastic, and yeah, I just I really hope that someone picks them up over here so that they just become a little bit more visible to to people in Europe. Yeah, I don't know how many, if any, of his are in shops. Um, I think he does all it's all custom, custom order made. work, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And he's got quite the wait list, yeah, so I good bet. for him. I, oh, totally, totally, yeah. So um, it's it's definitely someone you should check out, Joe, because they're proper, proper cool. And ex- oh, I'm looking at the website now. They're absolutely oh. fantastic. Like, I love the, the slightly offset body shape on the... I am actually really into the Ray-Ban. That's definitely the most guitar mm-hmm. nerds. And yep. the most in line with kind of the guitars that we've been talking about on this podcast. Yep. I love that sort of... Uh, that like seven that that sort of thin line type scratch plate that it's yeah. got it looks fantastic mm-hmm. in a one pickup version because it means the the plate just kind of moves ar- like shapes around the pickup without sort of having anything cut into it i'm loving the the offset sort of dot inlays on there the cool sort of brass brass saddle bridge oh it looks they look fantastic they really do and Mm -hmm. the bass that i tried was like very similar to the rayburn but but it had like it had like a a gretsch style pickup like a tv jones style pickup Mm. it's like single tv jones style pickup in the bridge absolutely all about that yeah it's really back of the the back of the neck on some of the pictures on the on the website's really interesting with the pinstriping yeah, yeah, like a pinstripe, yeah. and then and then the the sort of a, a, a well in in this instance a black finish to the back of the headstock, which I see yes, mimics that's the really black cool. scratch plate yeah. on the front. Oh, that's lovely attention to detail. I'm, it I'm is. very very into this. This is cool, sort of retro classic looking, but still sort of with some modern sensibilities. It kind of reminds me of the new harmony stuff that's uh, oh yeah that's that's coming out. And certainly, I, I guess I'm thinking that because one of the models on the Equits website is like a a champagne gold finish and that that's mm-hmm. that seems to be the the cornerstone of the new uh harmony uh harmony guitars finish starting at twenty one hundred dollars which is not a lot of money for a Kevin's guitars, guitar yeah, yeah no that's... i i'm always shocked at how much more affordable his are than you would think yeah yeah that is uh yeah that's absolutely fantastic yeah they look awesome so okay so so outside of your your you know very good that's a, a really high quality sort of guitar collection of oh. of pretty much all kind of similar similar vein guitars than the guitars that me and and, and jay and, and and mark and matt are, are interested in which is of course you know, classic looking retro style guitars outside of that how what 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 are you using at the moment amplifier wise uh, i have supplement a your taste I have a Silvertone 1472 that oh, I picked up a little bit. that's very cool. That's yeah. very cool. Emerald City Guitars out here had me down to do um, their Friends Pick Friday video, and I picked that amp, and then I went, I like, okay, I can't need to buy it. I knew I had a little bit of credit with them still for something <laughs> else, and I'm like, give me. I want I need it. Like, we have to take a video of it first, Emily. Um, right. And then I have a Roland <laughs> JC40. Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah, so that's those are my two amps. So similarly, sort of spanky, clean platform uh, amplifiers, I guess. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Silvertone breaks up really nicely and it has really? a really, really tasteful built-in um, tremolo. Yeah, especially if you plug it into the microphone output, it breaks up really early, which is really cool. So, listener, if you haven't seen a, a Silvertone fourteen seventy two, they are um, they're very unusual looking amplifiers. They essentially look like old TV sets. Yes, um, with all the uh, with all the controls uh, down one side rather than being sort of along the top or or top mounted in any way. They're all mm-hmm. um, with sort of staggered pots, uh, sort of diagonally placed. It's just it's just such a such a novel take on a guitar amp. They look it fantastic. Is. They yeah. are mm-hmm. very cool. Um, I don't know what the speaker is in a 1472. Is it just like a 10-inch? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not sure. I just, you know, they are super cool. And, yeah, 
what a cool yeah. amplifier to get. It is really cool. Um, the JC40 uh, is nice too. It's a little, it's a little better to travel with. I, I love the silver tone because it weighs nothing. Uh, but sometimes there's been once or twice I took it to a gig, plugged it in, and it was like, oh crap! And I had to unplug it, wait for it to cool down, take all the tubes out, plug them back in. Oh, Something yeah. got knocked loose somewhere. Um, but that's that's only happened once. And yeah, the, the, I think the the problem is that because of the way that they they mount the the controls in the 1472. The same problem that the old Fender Basements had, um, where all the valves were mounted upside down, so they had sort of gravity working against them, you know, for, mm-hmm. for them to loosen up rather than them being placed in something in an ordinary amp. On the 1472, it's the same thing, but everything's side. All the yes. valves are in the side, so that you yep. know, it's just, it's not going to help. No, it's it's yeah. Try to try to put it in the car face down, like on a blanket or something, and it, it helps a little bit. But uh, just now before the show, it's just like let's just wiggle everything. <laughs> so let's get yeah, it right. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine ever wanting to rely on a fourteen seventy two. Oh uh, hell no! Know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the jazz chorus seems like a much smarter choice for that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's a touring musician's choice. Yeah, sure, <laughs> more sure. so. But um, yeah. So that's what I take. Um, to the gigs mostly i mean it's lightweight enough i can i can i can do it myself like i can get my 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 pedal board in one hand my guitar on my back my amp in one hand i gotta take a break every 20 steps and like switch hands (laughs) but i can do it right 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 and and okay speaking of the pedal board what 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 are you doing so so it's first of all we've established it's a pedal board that you can carry with one hand which uh it doesn't sound like much of a pedal board. <laughs> it depends on it depends it depends on the gig. Um I played a gig on Thursday and I just needed my tuner fuzz, uh my uh, the Mount Hood fuzz pedal by Spruce Effects. That was our signature uh fuzz pedal. Um uh, the hot cake by Crowther, uh Hummingbird V4 Tremolo and then the Prelude by Quiet Theory. So for like a little indie pop simple rock kind of setup, uh that worked. Um my my board that I I dick around with at home is uh a Matthews Chemist, so that is octave, chorus and phaser. So I have it to the octave setting and the chorus setting so I can get an octave down if I want to do like a bass thing on a loop. Um, right. That goes into the Mount Hood fuzz. That goes into the uh, Ohm by Mezzo effects. That goes into right now the uh, Somersault by Caroline effects. That goes into the Disc Man by Cal and Bread, which is a glitter- glitchy stutter delay, which is super cool. That goes into um, the Grazer by Dwarfcraft into the Benford 6100 by Pelican oh. Noiseworks, into the uh, PN2 Tremolo by Boss, into the uh, Avalanche Run V1 uh, by Earthquaker, into a looper. Crikey, there is a lot going no, on there. And, no, and like no duplicate, no duplicate brands, if I wasn't mistaken there. Um, oh, God, no. <laughs> huh. Yeah. That sounds like a suitably more uh, more more nerdy sort of home setup. You're you're getting on for for our our sort of uh, co-host Matt Knight's uh, ungiggable rig. Um, yeah, that's it's actually I've gotten gigs with it. It's the best part. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> studio gigs, studio gigs. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Standard. Um, yeah. 
Awesome. Okay. Okay. So now we've uh, now we've established kind of a um, uh, your 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 gear tastes, um, which are which are relatively in line with the rest of ours. We should uh, we should delve into uh, a big barrel of news. 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 So first up on the news before we uh, before before I actually do any news items, I first of all have to point out a couple of things. Uh, unfortunately, Emily, this this won't, won't apply to anyone on your side of the pond but we are doing 20 percent off the uk guitar show with guitar nerds at the moment so you can go to uh www.ukguitarshow.com i don't know why did i say www http colon forward slash forward slash yeah 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 that's uh that's it yeah fine anyway you can go onto their website and type like guitar nerds 20 somewhere you get 20 percent off whatever yeah come to the uk guitar show it's gonna be great me you're you're gonna be there jay you and uh you and matt are doing the saturday and me and mark are doing the sunday yeah. as we can't all bear to be in the same place at the same time anymore yeah well you know that, that's uh that's just the way things are nowadays yeah, that's how it works uh yeah, exactly. yeah i'm gonna be going on saturday and having a little look around uh do you know do you know if you're especially looking forward to seeing anything in particular i'm looking forward to seeing that... my friend matt knight who i haven't seen for about uh a year and a half uh yeah. that that should be <laughs> that should be really good to be honest with you i i don't i haven't even really look to see who's doing it um i just know it was like it was pretty good last year and um and i just suspect it will be it will be another good one i mean fender is doing something uh there so you know there'll be a load of stuff on display which will be fun um i was just killing time while i look at the yes i could, I could list. clearly <laughs> hear that you were doing that <laughs> uh, now they've they've sandwiched it this year with the bass show which actually i'm quite excited about sounds rubbish um, just well, just what, what is it bass... just one a room with a single p bass in it like... <laughs> well here's the problem that see at the guitar show there there, are, there tends to be sort of a lot of brands that you'd expect and at the bass show you get all these weird luthiers from the sort of various corners of the world bringing these like odd sort of wood guitars that look like they've been carved out of a, a, some wood it, okay you know, good they look weird they look unusual there's always something weird that you've never seen before that doesn't make any sense yeah so i'm looking forward to seeing that actually stonefield bases are going to be there with their first fretless um uh base okay where they've uh they've changed their tuning system again do you remember the the, the stonefield bases had um they had the tom stanley bridge tuners so you had like a you know like like what you get on like a headless status yeah. base or things like that so you've got the little little round things on the on the bridge that you're that you're tuning with now the whole thing with stonefield is that they like wood and they don't like metal and that's why they're bridges were all made out of wood and it was only the tuning system that was made out of metal so now on their fretless they've worked a tuning system that's entirely wood so they've gone back to a conventional tuning system on the headstock but they are giant wooden pegs but they're kind of like firebird placement so you know when they come out the back back of it yeah okay yeah but they they look like big old clothes pegs huh. it's really weird yeah yeah so it's, it's it looks really unusual but I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out this sort of their whole thing with the bass is it's all wood other than the frets you know but i wonder if you could do wooden frets maybe that's the next thing oh i yeah. think how often would you have to replace those uh, you know ebony ebony is hard wood uh, yeah probably often anyway <laughs> anyway we should uh <laughs> 
We should do some news. So Metaverse, a company that uh, that we, uh, we we have a lot of time for um, on the Guitar Nerds podcast, um, they have just introduced a new pedal called the Tremstortion. Now, I shared this pedal on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. And I thought... Um, I thought this pedal was awesome. So it is exactly what you think from a pedal called the Tremstortion. It is a tremolo and a distortion in one box. Um, but it has a massive range of waveforms, which means you can get anything from sort of a, a traditional sounding. You can do like a trad sounding uh, sort of uh, tubey tremolo with like a nice little bit of, uh, of grit there and get kind of a, a vintage sound. But at the other end of that, you can do like a saw tremolo with sort of the the distortion max and you can choose which way you're running those two pedals via a, a little toggle so you can choose whether you're running you know the distortion into the tremolo or the tremolo into the distortion and it, it just means that you can create these incredible sort of pulsing like dancey synthy tones mm-hmm. all with this you know with something that essentially has no synthesizer bit in it but it just makes incredibly cool synth tones i, I think it's a wicked pedal it seems uh, suspiciously um conservative for metaverse i have to say you know there's no kind of like destructive time bomb circuit in there where after you've been using it for more than like five you know five seconds it it, it just turns off which is yeah. kind of what i expect from a from a metaverse pedal you know he's made what sounds like a very usable pedal which doesn't sound like a metaverse thing to do so i'm very excited to see this I mean, it sounds it sounds conservative, right? Because it's a tremolo and a distortion, and those two effects are you know sound very normal. It it really doesn't um, it doesn't sound when you hear the pedal. It doesn't sound conventional at all. It can yeah. do, but it just it, it it can go off on such a complete tangent. And uh, you know, the the other side is, of course, I guess you could just you know. If you have a tremolo and a distortion on your board, you could <laughs> you could you can create these sounds separately, but. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm really into this. And, and like another great pedal from Metaverse as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that demo you did, especially when you turn it up to like four or five o'clock and it gets into those weirder waveforms. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think that's a really cool pedal. And now I'm like, oh, great. I need another tremolo pedal. Yeah. Oh, wait, have you yeah. got one, Joe? No, 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 no. Sorry, not that I did. The, uh, the Metaverse did. Gotcha. Yes. Right, so, right, gotcha. So, sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. The one that, that you posted. That they did. Yes. Yeah, that I posted. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you. Were, um, I, thought, I thought you were holding out on me. No, I mean, no. I mean, I am. I am absolutely. You, I've got you blocked on all the social channels, so like, I don't see if you've actually done yeah. anything like that. So sure. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm. De- I mean, I'm absolutely going to get one because, as usual, with all the Metaverse stuff, like they're never too much money. No. And there are there are like a really cool little boutique. Um, you know, company. I love that, like they have a whole sort of charity element of their business as well. Sort of uh, parts of the, the the funds from each pedal go towards a uh, go towards a charity. I, I I think they're very cool. I actually love the presentation of the pedals. I love the amount of cool, weird stuff you get when you buy one of their pedals, like stickers, plectrums, weird little things like that that come in the box. It's just a they're just a cracking little company. And the Instagram demo videos are always fantastic because he puts it in front yeah. of like a green screen and just projects like space, like space images and like static and just chaos in the background. It's really cool. It's a great way of de- of originally demoing pedals. You know, when you're just looking at some hands moving a pedal, and you know, there, there, there's a there are an, a, a load of those sorts of things kicking around. Mm-hmm. 
Now, um, now speaking of, uh, well, not really. Yeah, oh, good. Terrible you're so, segues. You're so I'm bad so at it. You're bad so, at segues. Doesn't matter. They don't need to be a segue every time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, Jay Cross, I want to talk about super amplifiers. Let's talk about super amplifiers. Oh, okay, I didn't know we were going to do that, so I haven't got that one open. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Supro! So, Supro have unveiled the Blues King 8. Um, which... Ooh, that's handsome. Yeah, so, the, oh, the Blues King 8 is... is, is they, they released the Blues King, King amp a little while ago in amp. It's the coolest looking thing ever. I'm very into cool looking amps. Um, the the bulk of it is is Tolex. I don't know, listener, if that makes any sense if you haven't seen it. But the bulk of the front of it is Tolex, and then the grill is just this tiny little space around, obviously, where the the speaker is. Um, it, it's 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 very very cool. It looks ve- it of. looks very much like a kind of sixties accordion. Uh, sorry, not accordion. A sixties harmonica amp. Uh, that kind of um yeah just like super retro really compact it does look it looks incredible really incredible like it doesn't look like as far as i can remember any of the other super amps no unless not at all is there a joe you said there was another blues king what is there a blues king yeah there was there was a yeah it was something like that blues king 10 or 12 they certainly reintroduced them they introduced them at the last nam this sort of new look and this range but yeah, I mean they look fantastic. This one's super simple. You know, you're looking at just a just a little eight inch speaker, and I think it's just a volume master tone and um, and oh sorry, sorry, it, I think it's gain master tone and a and a master volume on this as as well, as well as just having like a single tube preamp and a single tube power amp. Um, I just I just love it. It just sounds. It looks like a a cool compact, probably you know sort of spanky gainy um cool little amplifier that, that that is in a convenient carryable package it's very small it's kind of like fender champ sized i guess i think it looks smaller in the picture yeah oh I mean, yeah i guess i guess a traditional fender champ yeah 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 you're right yeah, yeah. like a 57 and, champ type thing and they're going to be retailing these for like 299 um us dollars really wow that is very reasonable i know i know that's why uh, there's no i don't think there's a good reason not to get one of these if you like these cool retro classic style amplifiers but you think maybe you want something that's a bit more general purpose you know for for shows and things like that if you just want to mess around with something that looks incredible Mm -hmm. at home then i i I mean i think for 299 dollars i can't think of anything that's that's that looks as cool as uh, as as this. Mm-hmm. It's very very fun, super retro, awesome guitar. Um, right, let's uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's move on with the uh, with a couple of other things. Let's let's talk about let's talk about the slash double neck. Oh yeah, look at that thing! It's like a black SG, and the top neck's a twelve string, and the bottom neck's a six string. Oh god, it looks so weird. Yeah, the EDS one two seven five, which has yeah. been in and out of production by Gibson um, for 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 years. They they released like an Epiphone version of this a little while ago. Oh, they did. Uh, yeah, which which was uh, which was relatively more affordable. I think it was still over a thousand pounds, but it was uh, it it was still like you know this is this is the coolest. This is the Jimmy Page style. 
you know, double neck. This is who I can't think of ever seeing Slash use this, uh, you know, this this double neck. But mm-hmm. the double neck SG style guitar is is surely like the coolest double neck there is. And now to add to this sort of massive range of Slash guitars, they've put out another one. Mm-hmm. But um, yes. Yeah, so- so it's got, I'm trying, oh, only 125 will be sold worldwide. Each hand signed and numbered by Slash himself. Yeah. They are really putting him to work as the brand ambassador or whatever yeah, I mean, the job title with is. That, that is. Yeah, he is the, the official brand ambassador, isn't he? But, uh, but yeah, Weight these... relief, none. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. But... The thi- so the, are... the thing about that, we, we had, when, when we worked at GAC, we had one of these um not the slash one obviously it was a it was a i had it in my head it was a 1265 i don't know if that's different um i could be wrong but it was a it was a white uh gibson sg double neck uh 18 string so very similar to this is there a 1265 no maybe not maybe it was 1275 um and the th- the thing is with them is it we had it for Oh, I don't know, three years or something. We had it pride of place. It was in, it was in the middle of the Gibson wall. It was the first guitar that you saw when you walked in. And it, it sat there for about three years. And oh. people came in and went, bloody hell, look at that. That looks cool. Uh, don't need it. And then one day someone just walked in and went, oh, my God, you've got one. You've got one. I'll take it. And it's just like... That's the thing with those is that they are very, very esoteric guitars, but the people who need them like are desperate for them. So I think these will be very popular and they will, they will go even at that price. You know, it's, it's kind of got that mixture of it being a kind of a guitar hero guitar. Uh, and also, you know, there are people out there who do still do still, you know, rock the double neck. So. Well, double nets are kind of talk of the town at the moment because there was that um, the picture that recently got posted by Fender of their. Did you see this, Jay? Their master built. Yeah. So it was um, a double neck strat. Yeah, master built double neck. So there was a. It was a. It was a strat on one end. On one end, and a bass six on the uh, the lower guitar was a bass six. And but the bass six was in a was in a strat format rather than a rather than looking like a. You know, a jazz master. Yes, yeah. Well, it would have been a bit. A it would have been a bit weird if it had been a uh, what you know, a, a full kind of basics on the bottom and a strat on the top. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe it would have been cool, but uh, you know, that's that was a very very cool. So um, there's been a like the fender the master builders seem to be kind of like worth their weight in gold at the moment because they've all got Instagram accounts and they're all just putting up all of their all of their kind of cool guitars themselves and i mean i absolutely love it just looking at looking at some of the mad stuff that they're that they're putting putting together i mean the yeah. the uh if i think was the lower half of it carlos lopez that i think it that's was. right it was yes. it was i can't remember what they said but it was a it was a joint project yes between so it was, it was, it was uh dennis galushka um did the did the strat did the top half and then carlos uh lopez did the did the base six i think so he so carlos lopez has been doing a lot of kind of baritones and stuff so he has got a guitar that he's kind of made kind of off his own back you know it's his own shape and i'm trying to remember what it's called the brawler that's what it is the brawler baritone is uh is a guitar that he has kind of put together and um it's it's very very cool it's 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 kind of a a a strat 
Uh, I guess it is kind of a Strat Jazzmaster hybrid in terms of the body shape, but it's double humbucker. I think they're usually Curtis Novak pickups uh, and then kind of a Strat trem and just uh, Master Volume, Master Tone. And he has made a, a load of those and they just look absolutely fan-bloody-tastic. Yeah, this sounds right at my street. Yeah. I, need to, I need to... So I guess maybe kind of uh, he is kind of the go-to master builder when it comes to doing something that's, you know, um, extended, not extended range, but like, you know, bar- uh, lower tuning. Um, so yeah, the fact that it's a, it's a collaboration between him and uh, Dennis Galushka is very cool. Very cool. I'm. I tell you what. I'm really into the strap being stretched out like that and made into, um, made into the basics. I love the look of the, uh, like the pickup placement with the amount of distance that it has between, you know, each pickup. I, I think like just I want a strap, base six. <laughs> yeah. That, like just on its just on its own, I would be so into that. Like you know, you think that that's the base six is you know a Jaguar just stretched. I want a strat just stretched. <laughs> Maybe there should be a whole range because then you could have a stretch telly and a strat. Oof. And I'm I'm into all of these things. Yeah, and oh I think God. I think one of the things that I think is cool about this is it's kind of Fender going back to doing what what the custom shop was doing originally, which is just like mad stuff. Whereas what has kind of become popular is the the time machine stuff. So you know the kind of oh I want a '66 strat and I want it to look exactly like it did in this weird year that nobody cares about or like, you know, 67 telly or, or what, you know, whatever. And, um, at that alongside your classic 56s and 62s and all that. So I think just having the option to do, uh, this, this mad stuff is just very, very cool. I'm, I'm really into it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they look absolutely incredible. Anyway, that pretty much brings us up to time, uh, on the uh, on the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, we're going to be continuing over on our Patreon exclusive episode, where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early. Five dollars a month gets you the Patreon episode and loads of other bonus bits. And ten dollars a month makes you one of our executive producers and gets your name sung in um, this new series of songs that are that are being played as the exit music for the uh, for the podcast. Although I'll be honest, I don't know if I'm ever going to top last week's song. I thought it was me firing on absolutely all cylinders. <laughs> um, if, if you didn't hear it, I advise just going back and just, just, just you know, moving it forward to the, the last sort of minute and a half. It might have even been two minutes. I honestly sort of just... Got got lost in the moment in the end, but uh, but I've, you know, I've, listen. I've seen you've been getting a lot of praise for your uh, for your, for your re- little sing songs, Joe. I've got to be it was, honest. It was it was really good. I I spent a day sort of working on like the auto tuned backing vocal sections for it. It was very good. Oh, good. Spent, it sounds, it sounds like a, a sounds like a great use of your time. I've got to be honest. Yep. Yes, yeah. sir. I was. I think it was a. It was effective. You, you realised um, what you were saying halfway through that sentence, didn't you? you tried, I did. Yeah, yes. You tried to pull back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Guitarners, and you can join us on Facebook uh, on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum, or watch our videos on YouTube by searching for Guitar Nerds. Emily, why don't you tell everyone where they can check out the Get Offset podcast? 
wherever fine podcasts are found, Joe. Uh, uh, we're on iTunes, uh, getallsetpodcast.com. We're on Patreon for 25 bucks. I will write you a song. Uh, <laughs> um, that, is, that sounds like a fantastic way around me having to write any more of, <laughs> of our Patreon songs. Actually. Yeah, I didn't say it was going to be a good song, but I guess you, I guess you didn't either. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, Get Offset Podcasts, our Facebook group, which I recommend joining. I do a visual thread for every episode uh, that we do, which is uh, quite time consuming. I have to put it on 2x just to to do it in a timely manner. <laughs> well, that's yeah, I'm never going to do anything as complicated <laughs> as that on, on our group. But just, just listeners, if you get any ideas about that, that's not, not happening for, for us. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much for, for coming on the episode. We've, oh, had, thanks a, for having we've had a great me. time. Obviously, listeners, uh, if you're part of the Patreon, you'll get to hear us talking about uh, more stuff over there now. And we'll see you next week for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. I want to Bye. see your hands. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.